4, 4, 30, something like that. You, if you want to come and bring your uh, car and decorate it, and you want to come and dress up in some way, and uh, I don't know fully, I think we might have prizes for the best decorated car. Is that true, Carol? Yeah, okay. And so we would love for you to come and bring your car and decorate it. Um, but we're going to also have a couple of tents. We're going to actually hand out the candy from the tents, again, to be more safe. And then we're going to offer people, do you need a prayer or anything like that? And we'll have people. So perhaps you'd like to hand out candy. Perhaps you'd like to help pray. Perhaps you'd just like to help. 
So we'd love to have you come out, and we'll have more details about what time. If you want to volunteer in some way, I mean, you can just bring candy next week. We'll have a box for it. Uh, but if you want to volunteer to help wrap up the packages of candy or whatever, call, call us at the church office. Call one of us. Talk to one of us. Talk to Lewis. Talk to Carol. We'll get your name down and get you details about what time. So all of the community is invited, and we're getting the word out. There's going to be a 16-foot banner uh, out here on the front lawn this coming week notifying people of the trunk or treat, and then cars will just come through the drive here uh, in a rotation and receive their candy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, uh, and a lot of candy. I'm, I'm thinking just as a gag, I might want to climb in one of the trunks and surprise somebody. Yeah. That would be scary. Yeah, just you wouldn't even have to put on a costume or anything. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> oh, slam. Not true. Slam. Not true. See, see, see how easy it is for her to slip those kind of things in. She just it just rolls. You don't even have You to know where it. I got it from, of course, after 40 some odd years of <laughs> Again, live stream audience, we love you. Thank you for your faithfulness being a part of our gathering each week. Uh, thank you for the giving that you do. And uh, someday we want to meet a number of you that you've, you've let us know that you watch faithfully and uh, you send in offerings and all of that. We've never met you. So um, I, I know God will allow that at some point. But again, for those of you that are, that are live streaming with us this morning, if you would, um, we're going to receive communion in just a little bit. So again, be sure to get your bread and your juice ready. And if you have prayer requests, begin texting them now and at the close of service then any of those prayer requests that you've submitted to us. And that uh, applies to those of you here in the congregation as well. We will pray over those things. That phone number, 720-878-8833. Excuse me, 3323. You see, our phone, our cell phone numbers are exactly the same, 720-878. But the four, last four digits are different, and I get confused, which is easy. 3323 <laughs> is the last four on that phone number. Okay, well, so just before David comes, we're going to have a fun song here by Elevation Worship called Graves to Gardens. Let's all stand and worship together with this, and then I'm going to introduce David after this song. search the world but it couldn't fill me man's empty praise treasures that fade are never enough and you came along and put me back together
a longtime friend of ours. He was back at another church that we had planted over 35, 40 years ago called the Cathedral of Praise. He was our second guest speaker ever. So uh, we met him through another ministry here in Denver. He was coming through town. We struck up a relationship. We had him into the church. And now for decades, we have had a relationship with David. He's been coming into our church. He's an artist. He's a songwriter. He's a missionary to the nations. He's a graduate of ORU. He's worked for ORU and been a professor there. Oh, my goodness, it just goes on. And so I know that you're going to enjoy his uh, original music, the stuff that he does there. And he's a tremendous teacher of the Word of God as well. So let's welcome David. Would you help me welcome David Stearman? Oh, it's good to see y'all. This is fun. Amen. Rama, Rama, not ORU. I was a prof. Uh, I teach Rama Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Okay. You know what? I just I walked out this morning and 
I just love that bright sunlight. And you know, it's so clear in Colorado because no humidity. I come from the east, so we got humidity. It's like you drink breakfast air, you know. But uh, just seeing this, the beautiful bright sunlight and getting all that, getting all that white light and serotonin in me, you know. <laughs> and I looked at it and I thought, I just love mornings. I love mornings. I love brand new days because every day I get to choose. Seriously, God gave us the one thing that makes us different from any other creature that God made. We have choice. We get to, I get to decide the mood that I'm in. I get to decide whether I look up or I look down. I get to decide the path I'm going to take. And I just love that because I look at it like every day. Okay, here's another chance to be everything God made me to be. And here's another chance to look at the bright side of life and the positive side of life and, and attract the blessings of God through positive faith, you know. I love it. I love it. A brand new day. And that's what we're in right now. Am I there? Okay, bring me in. My little guitar is pretty quiet, you know. And my boys, too. I'll back a little bit. I'm a little intimidated. There you go. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. I get what's going on. All right. Amen. Deep in the shadow of a mountainside, darkness begins to fade. The sun is creeping up the great divide. It's a brand new day. Down in a town on the county line, midnight has gone to gray. And oh, there's a glow where the earth meets the sky. It's a brand new day. And the Lord is painting up the east horizon with a ray of rosy light. Birds are singing, the sun is shining, and the future's looking bright. The sky is dawning up a fresh new morning. Let the darkness fade away. Say goodbye to the night. Hello to the light, cause it's a brand new day. Nobody knows where the water goes, the river rolls away. But God sends the dew and the stream runs new for a brand new day. Life's like a stream, if you know what I mean, nothing remains the same. But I don't mind cause it's always about time for a brand new day And the Lord is painting up the east horizon with a ray of rosy light The birds are singing, the sun is shining and the future's looking bright The sky is dawning up a fresh new morning, let the darkness fade away Say goodbye to the night, hello to the light Cause it's a brand new day This is the day That the Lord has made Let us rejoice And be glad in it This is the day That the Lord has made Let us rejoice Rejoice and be glad Cause the Lord is painting up the east horizon with the ray of 
said he'd never make it, they swore he'd never win, but David just ignored him when he wound up that sling. He let her fly like lightning, his faith behind that stone, cause when you stand on the covenant, you never stand alone. I'm gonna do like David did, I'm gonna knock that giant down. I'm gonna lift his head and drag it all over town. Now David was a shepherd, a kind and thoughtful man. When the spirit came upon him, he killed a lion with his bare hands. I am not Jack Bauer, but I don't have to be. Cause I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm gonna do like David did. I'm gonna knock that giant down I'm gonna lift his head and drag it all over town Well, the Lord is a man of war And we're who he's fighting for Elijah built an altar, his enemies as well Four hundred stood against him until the fire fell. So when I'm up against it, I will not back down. I'll rise up in the power of God and drive that devil down. I'm gonna do like David did. I'm gonna spin that giant round. I'm gonna lift his head and drag it all over town. I'm gonna do like David did. I'm gonna knock that giant down. I'm gonna lift his head and drag it all over, drag it all over town.
and blow your house down. Forget that lot on sinking sand, cause only what's built on the rock will stand. Oh, build it on the rock for a firm foundation. Build it on the rock and it will stand. Speak the word of God, change the situation. Talk about what's gone wrong, gripe and grumble all day long. I like to talk about what is right, so I speak God's word every day and night. I thank you, brother. Build it on the rock for a firm foundation. Build it on the rock, and it will stand. Word of God change the situation. Build it, build it, build it on the rock. Build it, build it, build it on the rock. Build it on the rock. Amen. Amen. Well, that's what you call a live music experience. There, when the mics start falling, it's for real, right? It is for real. Amen. You know something? I We were talking about this a little earlier. Since they already know, since I've already known y'all for how many years, did you say? So you already know I'm old, okay? Like my son says, well, Dad's, Dad thinks he's 25. I do think I'm 25, but every once in a while I have these awakening moments like this. I was in the Jesus movement, so I remember revival and church renewal from way, way back. And uh, I will tell you something. <clears throat> I think we're on the cusp of something like that again. I'm just starting to feel it. Something's happened. I just say, because I travel all over, you know, the country and any country, other countries that'll let me in, <laughs> that that, uh, that there's something changing, and it's and I believe we're ready for a move of God. I think it's about time. And all I got to say about that to the Lord is, Lord, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. Amen. God said, in the last days, I'll pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Amen. It'll come like the rain. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it pour. Let your power come down, let your glory abound like before. We are thirsty and dry, so please don't pass us by, precious Lord. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. of old Joel the prophet foretold there'd come a time when God's miracle power would be known and now like a heavenly rain the spirit has fallen again 
senses here for the world to behold. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it pour. Let your power come down, let your glory abound like before. We are thirsty and dry, so please don't pass us by, precious Lord. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it pour. The young and the old will dream dreams. Wonders and signs will be seen. The Spirit of God will descend upon all of mankind. So if you desire to be healed, the will of the Lord's been revealed And he will bring health to the sick And do sight to the blind Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it pour Let your power come down, let your glory abound like We are thirsty and dry, so please don't pass us by, precious Lord. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it pour. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it Yeah, that's an old one. That's an old song. Oh, my gosh. I did. I wrote that song with Pam Thumb. I don't know if y'all know Pam Thumb. But, um, yeah, it was a long time ago. First time I ever sang it for Sandy Brown meeting in Tulsa. So. Remember? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. Those are, yeah, those were all our ORU peeps and stuff, Marima peeps. Peter was preaching on Pentecost, moved by the Holy Ghost. The people heard him speaking in languages that they had never known. And though they hungered in their hearts, such questions filled their heads. But when they asked him to explain, this is what Peter said, this is that. That was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. The young and the old will dream dreams. This is that. That was spoken by the prophet Joel. The spirit is among us here today. I am has never changed. His power still effectual now to save the blind, the sick, and the lame. Though questions still arise today among the wandering lost, or we'll just answer them like Peter did on Pentecost. This is that, 
that was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, a poor man's spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. The young and the old will dream dreams. This is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. Hear him moving in with a sound like the rushing of a mighty wind. This is that. That was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, a poor man's spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. The young and the old will dream dreams. This is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. If I give my life to God, will he lead me through green pastures or just make daily living hard? He smiled and said, God's for us, not against us in this life. Then he sang this little chorus with a twinkle in his eye. Dieu est bon tout le temps. Now I followed Christ for decades and my counselor was right. In him there is no darkness, for our God is only light. And though I have seen storm clouds, I know he was not to blame. For his sun would come out shining bright each time to drive away the rain. Dieu est bon tout le temps, tout le temps. God is good all the time, always loving, always kind, and every day.
There are folks who'll promise you the world, then change their minds. You got friends who'll kiss you on the face, then stab you from behind. Cause some people can be fickle as the wind on a stormy day. But my friend, God is always the same. The sun may shine upon your path till a cloud comes by. And the summer winds will keep you warm till the wild geese fly. Ocean waves never make it to the shore in just the same way. But my friend God, he'll never change. He will offer words of strength when you are down. Then give all he's got to turn your case around. Cause unlike the shifting sands of time and fate, my friend God is always the same. Oh, the day may come you'll look around and think he's gone. And you'll do your best to keep the faith And you'll muddle along But then you'll see a sudden shift of fate And everything will change Cause my friend God Would never leave you that way He will offer words of strength When you are down Then give all he's got To turn your case around Cause unlike the shifting sands of time and fate You can count on God He'll never change My friend God Is always the same back at the end here, but I just wanted to share something, a real quickie, uh, that God has kind of been speaking to me about a lot lately. And uh, let me just say this. This has been on my heart. Ever since we went through this whole COVID thing, and especially all that lockdown period, which I, I think from what talking to Jeff uh, found out was a lot longer for y'all than it was for me in Ohio. Um, but it's almost like a mental and emotional reset for the country in a bad way. And one of the things it did, and I just I hate to use such a crass term, but it's made us lazy. I mean, we've gotten used to doing nothing. Do you know what I'm talking about? It really has. Now, good things can come out of everything, and a lot of uh, innovations with, with um, the web and with social media and everything have, have, have grown up 
during this time. But a lot of us have just, first of all, we were afraid to get out. Do you remember how scared you were at first? Nobody knew what was going on. We were scared. I mean, not only was there no toilet paper. <laughs> but I mean, I remember literally, they were saying things like, it stays 10 days on solid surfaces and all that. You remember this? And so I would literally go to the grocery store and I have grandkids and they love Pepsi. And so we get the Pepsi, but I would reach way up to the top. Or no, you know what I'm saying? But we became fearful. And uh, uh, most, hopefully most of us got past that stage. But um, I, I, was telling, I was telling also Jeff yesterday, you know, when I was a young teenager, I had OCD really bad. And I don't mean like just, just like in a, a, a sitcom. I mean real OCD. And I said, I'd say to my wife, Diane, this reminds me of being OCD. Literally, we were afraid to touch anything, afraid to do anything, afraid to go out. Bad news, I'm telling you. But what it did, over a period of time, it's caused us to quit going to church. We quit going out and doing things. We quit going to other countries. We quit going to other states. We just literally, and I think subconsciously, some of us are still kind of languishing in this inactivity and the death of dreams. That's it. The death of dreams and the loss of impetus or forward motion. And I think God wants to bust us out of that. You know, we've been looking down for way too long. Lost our vision. And without vision... People perish. Now, Abraham went through a tough time. It's all recorded in Genesis 14. But it tells about how, remember in Genesis 12, God told Abraham to come to this new land. And he said, I have this positive new land that I'm going to give you. It was a dream. And he said, I'm going to give you the, the whole land, a land. Can you imagine back in the beginning days of earth that God tells you, hey, I got a country for you. And so he said, leave your house, leave your father's house, all your, pe all your peeps, just take your family and your stuff and go. So he did. He had the faith to step out. Everybody say step out. He had the faith to step out and go forward. And, you know, sometimes we, we feel called to step out. And, you know, you say, how do I know that it's God? I remember, I think it was Joyce Meyer that said, sometimes you got to step out to find out. Because, you know, God's not really going to necessarily tell you any more than go. And if you don't go, you're not going to find out what's out there. But he stepped out. And he took his family. But he didn't do everything God said. God said, leave your father's house. And he didn't do that. He had one little favorite nephew named Lot. And uh, Lot was a lot of trouble. <laughs> he brought Lot. And so when he got to the land, the first thing they found out was as they grew and prospered in this new land, which God had promised that he would do to them, he would bless them and prosper them. Guess what? The land was too small for the two of them. Well, gee, why do you think God told him not to bring his father's house with him? But it got worse than that. Pretty soon, the good grazing land, they were starting to get really cramped on the good grazing land. And they were starting to fight and argue over it. And so finally, Abraham said one day to Lot, look, Come over, come over here. I'm going to climb up on top of this high hill where you can see a lot of the land. And he says, um, 
I'm going to tell you what to do. They got up there and he said, you pick the land you want and I'll take the, the other, you know. And so Lot looked out, you know, and I don't think Lot was a real selfless person because he looked out and he saw all the green plain of the Jordan River, all the good green stuff. Now, these people were shepherds. They lived off grass. And he said, Lot said, I'll take all that green stuff. I'll take all the green stuff. And so Abraham kept his word and Lot went and they took their flocks across the Jordan and took the Jordan Valley and Lot was left there. I, he had, y'all, he had to be bummed. God had given him this fabulous dream and he had squandered it. He had given it away to his nephew. What was left for him? The brown stuff, the, the dead stuff, you know. And uh, he had to be looking down, feeling under. The way a lot of people are now. They're like, is this all there is? Is this what life is? Is this what's going to be now, you know? Is this the new normal? Guess what? This is not the new normal. The old normal has been going on for 7,000 years. It's not going to stop. But this is where he was. He was like, is this it? And God said something to him that I think he says to each one of us today. Lift up your eyes from where you now are. You know, we get focused on where we now are. We get focused on what's wrong, on what's not working, on what's gone wrong, where we've failed or the opportunities we've missed. Do you ever do this? We get focused on this. He said, lift up your eyes from where you are now and look. Because all the land that you can see, I give to you. All of it. And I really believe it's true today that if we can lift up our eyes from where we are and catch a vision, God's vision for our life, if we can dream. You know what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11? God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans for good, not for evil. To give you a future and hope. God wants us to dream. God has dreams for us that haven't even been revealed because we've been so close-minded. We've been thinking, well, you know, I guess I failed. I guess I've missed. I guess things have, you know, haven't turned out well for me, and this is the way it's going to be. This isn't the way it's going to be. Good and not evil. A future and a hope. That's what God has for you. Lift up your eyes from where you now are, because if you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it in your inner person, if you can envision it, if you can dream it, you can walk in it. And that's the next thing that God told Abraham. He said, so arise and walk through the land. Walk in it. Now you got the vision. Walk it out. And that's, everybody say step out. That's where the stepping out happens. When we begin to say, I do have dreams. I do have visions for better things, for bigger things, for new things. Now I'm going to start taking action. And you know, guys, really in the beginning when we start taking action, sometimes it's pretty wimpy. We're, we really think, we look at our dream, what we really, God has really put in our heart, and we think, can I really do that? And you know what the answer is? Maybe not. But do you know what? God can make you able to do that. 
I mean, we think we can only do what we can do in our own power. But God is a God of miracles. He does stuff that's beyond our power. You know, there's a, a it's in Joshua 6. Is this, not, not Joshua 6. It's in uh, Judges 6. Where the children of Israel, after they've been in Egypt and they've come out through the desert and everything, and they've got a dream. They're going to go back into the land of Abraham and repossess it because they'd given it up. When they came back, they came to the edge of the Jordan River. And we read this like this is a nothing thing. You know why? Because we have bridges. And we have bridge builders. And we have boats. And we have all kinds of ways to cross rivers. But here was, you know, thousands and thousands of people on one side of a big river and no way to get across it. And God said this. He said, go out and step in it. In other words, start. I'm summarizing basically, but he said, go out and step in it. And so they were, they were carrying the ark of the Lord, which uh, represented the presence and the power of God. And they were carrying this ark, these priests. And as they walked forward, they led the way. And as they came to the edge of the Jordan, the Bible says they stepped into the Jordan. Now, this was a, river, a big river. They're, what are they going to do, walk across it? No, it says the water stopped far away at a place called Adam. And the water stopped, and it's literally like the parting of the Red Sea, they stopped as a heap there. And it says, and all the water drained out, and thousands and thousands of Israelis walked across the Jordan River on dry land. Well, they couldn't do that, but God made them able to do that. See? And there's stuff that God's going to call you to do, and you can't do it. But God can make you able to do it. Because God can make a way when they're where there is no way. So, you know, I was, I sang that song about my friend God. Thank God. He's our friend, y'all. You know what? He's not our, our judge anymore. He's not our lawgiver anymore. He's our friend who accepts us and receives us and, and counts his righteousness to us. And, you know, our friend God has never, ever changed. He's a miracle God in the Bible. He's a miracle God in the world today. He still does the same things. He asks us to do things that are beyond us, and then he enables us to do them. Remember the story about the pool of Bethesda? The, there was the guy um, that, was, that was, it said he'd been there many years by the, this pool of Bethesda, and they had this belief that an angel would stir the water and they'd be able to you know, go in and be healed. And this guy was totally crippled. He'd never been able to walk, you know, and he was laying there by the pool and Jesus came up to him and he said, uh, you know, do you want to be made well? And the man couldn't even envision it. He couldn't even envision just that he could somehow instantly be healed. He just had this idea about having somebody having to carry him and put him in the water at the right time and everything. And and he said, I don't have anybody to help me do that. I can't do that. And Jesus said, just take up your bed and walk. And the man tried. And he stood. And he took up his bed and walked away. Jesus enabled him to do what he could not do. And he does that all the time. But he asked him to do something. He said, do something. Take up your bed and walk. I mean, this is all over the Bible. The man with a withered hand, Jesus is in the synagogue, you know. And 
I guess he would pray for sick people in the synagogue. It, it, it indicates from this because it says there was a man there that had a withered hand. And Jesus saw this guy and he said to him, come here, come here. And the man came forward and kind of like in a prayer line you would do, you know, he said, uh, stretch out your hand. He just said, stretch out your hand. And this man who could not stretch out his hand tried and then he could. Jesus enables us to do the impossible. We're talking about Grand Junction. You know, I was in Grand Junction some years ago, I remember, and uh, I remember we, we were praying for people and we had them, had them come up front. And there was a woman, it's the same thing. There was a woman who had her, her arm in such a way, she said, I said, what do you need the Lord to do for you? And she said, well, I, I can't raise up my arm any harder than this. She said, that's it. And I remember the Lord just came on me. I said, sister, I said, in Jesus' name, stick up your hand. And she went, just like that. And then she, she didn't even realize what she'd done. And then she went, and just this big grin. I'll never forget this big grin. Because Jesus can enable us to do what we can do if we'll try to do it, basically is it, right? If we'll try to do it. Now, you know, I, I'll just give you a personal testimony. I uh, I remember I, used, I started singing when I first got saved. I was 17 years old. And, and so I would sing for church, you know, and I'd sing for little youth groups and things around. But as I, I, then I went to Oral Roberts University and I started singing around a little more. Sometimes I'd travel out to a different state and I'd sing and minister, you know, and begin to develop a ministry of doing these things. But, you know, I was a student. And then later on, I got married. We had a job. I had a day job, you know. I mean, I, but my dream had always been I want to be in full-time ministry. I want to be able to be, I want to be a singer. I want to be a preacher. I want to be a missionary. I want to take the gospel to the world. That was my dream, but I couldn't do it because I had a job. And if I quit my job, I would not have any money to do this thing. But, um, you know, as I kept thinking about how can I make this happen? How can I make this happen? Finally, the Lord just said in me, you need to just do it. So, you know, I'd booked up a few meetings and maybe a couple months worth. And I'll never forget the first meeting I went out and did. It was in, it was in Banning, California, Pastor Danny Thompson. I love Danny Thompson to this day. And uh, it was my first one. I quit my job and I went out to California and I sang and ministered for Danny Thompson's church. And then I went to the next church and the next church and the next church. And 41 years later, I'm in your church. <laughs> Still full-time ministry, you know? And I want to tell you, and I don't say this to try to sound like a, a self-promo or something, but, but the, the works of God. God's enabled me to be a, to a preacher. I remember the first time that I, I was singing and playing the guitar and God said to me, Inside, he said, when are you going to put that thing down, the guitar? When are you going to put that thing down and talk? And that day I did, and I never stopped after that. But, you know, I had to step out and do what I could. I didn't have an outline. I didn't have a message. I didn't have anything. I just put it down and started talking, you know. And Jeff and I were laughing about this last night because I said, I actually preach off of outlines now. And he said, I never knew you to preach off an outline. And I said, I know I didn't learn that till it took me years to learn to do that. <laughs> but you know, you just start where you are, right? And then God helps you. 
And God's enabled me to go to so many countries, from the Amazon to the, to the uh, uh, South Pacific Islands and all over Europe and Mexico and just different everywhere, you know, Caribbean and the Canary Islands. Ever been to the Canary Islands? They've got them. They're Canary Islands. I saw a canary in the Canary Islands. Seriously, that's where wild canaries come from. But anyway, but I mean, because, but I couldn't do this stuff, you know. I'm just a kid from Lexington, Kentucky who could play guitar. But uh, God makes you able to do the things you can't do. But you know what? You have to step out. You have to, it's when you step out. It's when you step out that the miracles happen. And you say, man, I'm scared to step out. Sometimes you just got to do it scared. Well, almost all the time you do it scared. Because otherwise you would have stepped out if you weren't scared, right? But you step out, you get courageous, you just crank up your guts and you go. And you know what? Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is just acting in the face of it, right? Do you think that when David slew Goliath that he wasn't scared the heck out of himself? You know he was. He had had some experience. He'd killed some big animals. But still, this was a human being. They're intelligent. You know he was scared, but, you know, it's just what makes a hero is doing what we're scared of. Amen. So I just want to encourage you today. I just want to encourage you today. Step out. But first, lift up your eyes. Thank you, brother, from where you are now. Amen. Lift up your eyes from where you are now and catch that vision. Because God knows the plans that he has for you. And they're good. There's nothing bad out there that he's planned for you. Amen. And then step out into it. Well, I'm just going to sing one more song. I, I love to sing this song. It's an old one. Um, because, you know, we don't do anything that we do for God. Or God doesn't enable us to do anything that we do. Because we're worthy. You know that? I mean, most of us, we can think, I don't know, I'm just not, I just don't deserve this, you know. Well, he doesn't do it for us because we're worthy in ourselves. But he does it because he has made us worthy through his blood. And that makes us worthy. Isn't that good? That makes us righteous before him. Amen. It's like the snow, you know. I was uh, going through on a plane flight to Virginia Beach one time, and uh, we stopped in Pittsburgh, and there was a whole bunch of snow on the ground. Now, y'all laugh at that because you see a lot of snow all the time, but I hadn't. I came from Kentucky, and there was a ton of it. And I remember looking at all that snow on the ground and thinking there could be a garbage dump under there, and nobody would know it. It just looks beautiful. And, you know, that is what Jesus does for us. There could be a garbage dump under there, but you know, when his grace falls, we're purer than snow. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> I once read in a poem, when snow covers the earth, that it hides the world's scars and gives nature new birth. Say when a man 
turns from sin to the Lord, that forgiveness like snow covers him evermore. And somewhere it's snowing, see the soft drifting down as the snowflakes surrender to the hardening ground. Like the good grace of Jesus that now covers your sin. In the kingdom of heaven it's snowing again. It's told that the angels lift their hearts and rejoice when one traveler turns homeward from his way to the Lord. If somewhere someone's turning, he's given his all, then God's grace like the snow is beginning to fall. Somewhere it's snowing See the soft drifting down As the snowflakes surrender To the hardening ground Like the good grace of Jesus David, that brings back so many memories because a number of those songs I remember, I remember sitting in services crying to that song as the Lord touched my heart. Nina's passing out communion for those of you in the live stream. If you'd go and you'd get your, your juice, your bread. Now, during communion, here's two things we're going to do. We're going to play a song called Available. Now, Lewis, it's part of the goodbye, but maybe you could create a separate for it so that it just plays without the goodbye. I don't know, for those of you that are live streaming, whether our live stream will continue to carry this song because I'm not sure if it's copyrighted or not. So we're going to go ahead and do it. We're going to uh, receive communion to it here in the sanctuary. And if it continues to play over the live stream, then uh, we want you to, to stay with us. Now, we'll receive communion, and then we'll start that song. Also, I want you to have an opportunity to give, those of you here, those of you in the live stream, to bless David. And here's how you're going to do it. 
you can just text the word give to this phone number. It's 720. Do, do we have that, Lewis? I know I'm throwing a lot at you here this morning to have up. Is, can we get the text to give number up there? Nina normally does this, and I think she has it memorized even. Text to give. So, again, for those of you out in the live stream audience, you can text a gift. It goes immediately into our bank account, all right? Text the word give, and then when you use this phone number, 720-878, oh, I'm sorry, that's the, uh, that's the prayer number. We'll get it up for you in just a second. When you text the word give to our special phone number, it brings up a dialogue window with you, and it will ask you how much, and you also have a place to put what it's for. Just type David. So everything right now that you give, in fact, we'll just make this easy. If you text a given amount right now, we're going to give it to David. For those of you here in the congregation, we'd like you to have an opportunity to give as well. You can either text the word give, uh, or you can give us a check, uh, however you do it. Now, make it to Genesis Church. Don't make it to David Stearman. Make it to Genesis Church. We'll take the entire offering, count it all together, and write David one check. That's how we do it. And there's no expenses being taken out of this offering right now that you're either texting or that you'll write the check for. We will write everything that you text uh, uh, we'll put it in one check. What's that number? 8720. 730-8510. 730-8510. 730-8510. All right? So you can use that phone number to text your gift. And again, just designate it David. If you're making out a check, again, just designate it David. And we'll give that to David. We're ready to receive our communion. I think, are we the only ones that don't have? Oh, you're the only one. I'm the only one. Yeah. <laughs> you you want to do it together? We could take it. We can do this. That way you get no you, opening. The, yeah, I, that's right. Since I'm so bad at opening that little guy. Okay, everybody at home, you've got your bread, you've got your juice. You know, what I appreciate so much about David's ministry is the grace, the simplicity of, of faith and, and the calling that comes, it, it's just deep. There's a connection where God seems to say, every time I'm in a service with you, remember, <laughs> remember me? I am the God who's more than enough and I am able to do whatever you're not able, I am able. And so as we take first the body and then the blood, I want us to say, Lord, you are able I'm going to get up and I'm going to step in the water this morning. So as we take the bread, everybody together, you at home, take your, your bread. Here's what we're saying. Jesus, you stepped out and you gave your body. And so I'm going to step out starting this week and do the thing that you're telling me to do. Let's take and eat. I'm stepping out. And then the blood of the Lord. Jesus signed the deal with his blood. 
But it's, it's our way of remembering how he stepped out and he gave selflessly without thought for himself. And uh, we're saying this morning, Lord, I'm going to step out. I'm going to step out and obey your voice that you're telling me in my heart. And I'm sealing the deal this morning. All right. No more laying around. No more thinking about it. With this cup, I'm saying this week it changes. I'm stepping out for you. Take and drink the blood of the Lord. All right, so as we start this song now, we're going to pray over the things that need to be prayed for. And Nina's just going to call out the requests that we have, and then we'll start the song. And then there's, there's one or two people here this morning as uh, we listen to the song and prepare to close our service that I specifically, I want to lay hands on you. I want David to come and join us. And if, you're, if you've been experiencing any kind of illness in your body or you're struggling with a disease or some issue, then I want, I want you to be a part of this time. We're going to pray over you, okay? And so... Yes, we can do that too. We can go to you. So if you feel uncomfortable with coming forward, then you, you know, let us know, raise your hand, and we'll come to you and pray over you, all right? And so um, call out these prayer requests that you have. Okay, we have today um, Karen, who's a ministry friend of ours, having open-heart surgery in the next week or two. Jeff Peter is still dealing with pain. For Rob, who's had masses on his brain. Our Barb back here, her left knee is in, giving her problems. And Jim has walked out, it appears, but want to pray for Jim's knees as well. Mary's brother-in-law dealing with cancer. For Taylin and her heart. Yes, had some heart murmurs. Um, and for Tanya, um, her tooth has, is acting up again, she says. She sees the dentist tomorrow, and prayers for her mom, who had her accounts hacked and lost about $4,000. And then if you all would also pray for our puppy dog, Sophie, who's been very, we left her at home sick today, so it's kind of worrisome. I'd appreciate that. And I was uh, remembering the scripture this week. It's in Matthew 15, 30. I'm going to read it to you. A vast crowd brought to him, Jesus, people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others, they laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. Isn't that amazing? And then you were saying, we have a God that never changes. You said he's a God of miracles, and he does stuff beyond our power. And you know, and we look at these things, and we go, we need someone to do stuff beyond our power. Amen. And so that's who we're looking to as we pray today, the God of miracles. Well, Lewis, if you would, Lewis is going to start this song. Again, it's called Available. I, I know you're going to love it. Live stream audience, we wish you uh, God's blessings. If you're able to stay with us through this song, please do. I know that you'll enjoy it. And uh, we're going to lay our hands on you virtually this morning. Where, put your hand right now. Those of you in our live stream audience, put your hand on that area of your body. All right, would you do that? Jesus. I see you healing right now. I see you doing what we can't do. I see you 
and we know you to be the God who does not change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what you did when you walked the earth, you're still doing today. And so right now, for the individuals that we called out in this prayer request list, we send the power of God and God's healing virtue to your body. Be healed. Be healed. Go ahead, Lewis. Be healed in Jesus' name. Available. So what we're going to do here in the congregation, if you're in need of healing this morning, David is going to join us. We're going to come and lay our hands on you just as an act of faith to impart the power of healing from Jesus. Amen.
Have your throne within my heart. 